Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. For any first-time listeners, I am your humble host, the content king, Mr. CEO Hayes himself is in the building. And on this podcast this week, we have E, the comedian, EP, the comedian, uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, king of comedy um, in the building. I do want to say, before we even get into the segment, so... Your boy had a little issue, so when uh, when I recorded with E, I um we the video the interview is primarily video. We had on these wireless lapel mics, and there was just some issue with the audio. So the audio is not going to be as crisp as you're hearing my lovely voice right now, um, immediately. But uh, stay for the interview because there's a lot of knowledge dropped as far as like us talking about uh, entertainment business in general, black owned businesses. So. Please, if you can, if you, I know, I know I'm usually, I'm the audio quality Nazi, uh, me, <laughs> shout out to Dan on Drugs who helped me recover this episode because I was very close to just dropping the whole thing, so um, yeah, shout out to Dan always because that's my boy, but uh, other than that, I just want to go ahead and warn you guys that in the main discussion topic, the audio quality is going to drop some, but hopefully the content gets you through because I think that um, it's it's a great interview and you want to listen to it. And, you know, I'm somebody who sometimes when I, well, not sometimes, but I have to make mistakes to make sure that I never do them again. And so this is a mistake that I can guarantee you will never happen again. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys' patience through that. Um, Anyway, but so something else that I want to get into before we even get into the the end of mine of Hayes segment, and I just want to jump in is I don't tell you guys this usually often. Stop whatever the fuck you're doing. Stop listening to this. Turn it off. You can come back. I don't care. Go and listen to Cozy with a Rock. Um, when I tell you that this podcast is one that like not only it affected me like listening to a husband and wife uh, talk about it, and I think it's probably one of the best first episodes of a podcast I've ever heard in my life. And um, the openness and honesty that's in it um, is something that I think we don't get a lot of, especially in 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 black relationships. Like uh, just just hearing this is like I think what we wanted or thought the uh, the red table talk with Jaden and Will was going to be. So the fact that like you get a husband and wife talking about, and I'm not going to give too much away. All I can say is go listen and you won't be disappointed. Um, you guys know I, I, I there's only a certain amount of podcasts that I really, really fuck with around here. Um, and this is one that I really think that you guys should check out. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, so so like I said, go and go and go and stop this right now and go and listen to that podcast. And after you listen to it, come back. Holla at me. Um, but since you guys are either coming back or you're sticking around, I do want to say uh, one thing off the rip. Uh, what we're doing uh, going forward with the Awakened Soul, you're going to hear guests from, you know, all over the place, some that you haven't heard before in podcasting. I'm actually going starting to now foray into having uh, YouTubers on 
as guests as well. You know, as me as I get into more video content, uh, creating it myself and uh, more YouTube stuff in general. We've now gotten to a place to where it's uh yeah we're 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 working and reaching out to to more YouTubers as well to be on the podcast, which is something I'm really really excited to have on as well. Uh, I think the the only other YouTube, like mainly YouTube creative that I've had on before is Rhonda Mary. And me and her started around the same time in this creative world. Uh, so you, yeah, you, you hear, uh, you've heard her on here before, but we're going to get more and more uh, YouTubers on. So just be on the lookout for that. Like I said, we, we got some stuff brewing. Um, I'm really excited for the future. Our third year anniversary is coming around. So again, if you, uh, if you can send me a voicemail to my email, that is the waking soul pot at gmail.com. Uh, you can, uh, we got a call in line. You can leave it at 614-547-2039. You can send it on Instagram, whatever you want to do. If it's written voice, whatever, get it in. I would like to hear your thoughts on the, fir- on the first three years of the Awakened soul of any episodes touch you specifically. I would love to hear, hear, uh, hear you guys' just reaction and just at all the, the, uh, third year anniversary show is going to drop on the actual anniversary and it's just going to be a laid back style episode so i look forward to interacting with you guys all right that's enough i think that's it i've been talking enough on this housekeeping we're gonna go ahead get into a brief break we're gonna get into our intro music and then the other side of that we're gonna jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind i'll see you lovely and beautiful people there peace the following is a breaks media podcast You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to In the Mind of Hayes segment. And so I know we had a pretty long intro to kind of just set the tone here. And so uh, I got a couple of topics this week for this segment for you guys. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is like, because this is something that I that I think about. I think if like we're going to be uh, doing this as the End of Mind of Hayes segment, I really need to share on not just what's on my mind during like news topics or whatever, but what's kind of on my mind just in my life. And so like, as you guys know, I've made like super big, um adjustments to the studio like even though for the ones who are watching me now who have been watching me this may look the same as what it has as similar to what it has been before um I actually move even the red and black side of the studio that i record the awakened soul on i uh, moved that into a new location I actually have improved foam padding behind me and it's just a little bit more of an open up open space now so uh, if you go back to some of my videos you can tell like the camera angle that i was able to use was like really really close in now I can go really wide because I'm just in a wider space, but it's not about that. Um, but so like in the course of like doing that, I've made I just look since the beginning. So if we go from the beginning of 2019 into where we are halfway uh, through 2020 now, it's easily been about hell. Even the camera I use, uh, that's a four thousand dollar investment right there. I got a couple of cameras, some new lighting to make the lighting a little bit better. And so it's like I've spent a lot of money, right, to con- to continually improve and improve stuff. And I think to a degree, I have like this um i have to always have like the latest tech right in 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 the studio and i actually also got a new uh while i'm ordering a new computer 
that's probably going to be like the last major update to the studio for a while if i can control what i'm about to talk about but uh as i wanted to get into like short film i started looking at like new computers because the computer I, I originally got when i built the studio was just it doesn't take a lot of computing power to do audio i wasn't even doing video then so i didn't kind of future proof myself there i am with my next computer purchase so i won't have to really buy a whole new one uh i maybe make slight adjustments to it as i go but um so in that time like i've i've like i said i've gotten a really expensive cinema camera i've gotten new lighting new computers the extra desk for the other side the led lighting which i've only used the other side of the studio the other set once so far and that was for the most recent episode of love lesson badass so, so definitely check it out that full video should be up on youtube around the same time this episode drops so you can check that if you want to see like the new studio setting uh live and in the color because it is it is a really really good set and i do like it and enjoy it but um so with that like i've just constantly made updates and updates and updates and so i'm sitting here and i'm really happy with where i am now maybe this is where you guys can start kind of uh getting on the same page with me is like i really like what i am now but i'm always looking for something new for some reason and it's i can't help it and so like there's like this new aperture light that came out and i'm like oh this would just be amazing i can go from using two lights to damn near one light i still i still need a key light in the back but it's like uh should i do it no i shouldn't i need to stop buying shit um so it, it's like i have like this retail thing where i'm just always always updating the studio like i literally just built this and i'm already thinking about updates and changes i want to make to like one of the walls and shit is like bro you just built this like it's not even a month old yet um especially uh set b which i really really love set b i've only gotten to use it a couple of times so far because i don't want even though it's new i don't want to just start trickling it in there without a purpose like the that i built that set specifically for live streaming that's what it's for so i'm trying to hold myself to only using it for live streaming but i'm just constantly trying to change and make adjustments and add new shit and it's like look i think i'm at a really good place i really do um there was and i say all this because there was a new camera to come out of me and dan actually talked about it it's the canon r5 and so uh that camera shoots 8k the camera i have now shoots up to 6k and of course my brain went to right to like that to be to justify the new almost four thousand dollar purchase on another camera and so i'm sitting here and i'm like wait just wait let me not pre-order it let me finish making the other updates that i need to make to the studio and then at the end of the day if i need if i feel like there's a reason or a need uh for it still after that then we'll look at buying it so now this camera's like been plagued with like these overheating issues and i'm not gonna bog you down with like the tech talk because this isn't a tech podcast but i it just it just made me glad that i didn't buy that camera uh initially because it's just it's it seemed to be plagued with a few issues but you know so i'm i'm, I'm struggling with like the constantly wanting to upgrade new tripods and like i i just i need to slow down so um what i've what i've been doing instead and if you're watching this shout out to jay from just say words because i have on his merch so what the, the money that i would have had to like that i would have used to go into buying and constantly updating my studio I'm now putting into um, more black businesses. So I made the decision is that uh, every T you guys see me in uh, from now on on my YouTube videos for the Awakened Soul, not for Love, Lust, and Badass Soul necessarily. I'll try to do it there too, but it's a little bit of a different podcast. But because I'm, I always wear graphic tees um, or some type of t-shirt when I record these videos, I have now decided, okay, I'm going to put the money back in the community. I got to put my money where my mouth is instead of just constantly updating and updating my, my stuff. Um, I'm going to, I ordered a lot of t-shirts from other black podcasters. I'm also going to be searching out. There's like this um, black owned company that makes uh, graphic tees with like sayings on it. I'm going to start buying some stuff from them. So for, for the rest of 2020, I've made the commitment to putting that money that 
would have gone into into whatever else to upgrade. I'm going to start using that to support some other businesses and give them shout outs by wearing their merch. Like I said, this tea is from uh, Jay from Just Say Words. Uh, tell someone you love them. Uh, so make sure you guys go and check it out. I, I got the green because like I really look uh, when I was looking at his website and like looking at uh, what was on there. Uh, I almost went right to the black because, as you know, like a black black is one of my favorite colors. Um, but I was like, you know what? Let me do something different. Let me do the green. I, not too many people have green tea. So I'm really happy with this purchase. Uh, I feel like it was a good one. And be on the lookout for my fellow podcasters. Um, uh, be b- buying merch from you guys. I actually ordered from um, a few screws loose. I also ordered from uh Steph from the I Said No podcast. And there was another one. Oh, I'm also gonna be ordering from AJ from what we're gonna do with some of his teas as well. So, you know, uh th- those are, I reached out to the I uh, wanted to order from the one the podcasters that like I really, really uh enjoy and listen to their content that have helped me first. And then I'm going to start reaching out and uh, and reaching out to and ordering from other podcasters as well. So that's just something, you know, while we're talking about what's on my mind and in my mind, I wanted to take some time out to like point out like how I'm trying to refocus my uh, my spending into um, not only helping other people, but then highlighting other people. I know um, the YouTube thing is fairly new for me. It's not like I do any huge numbers on YouTube like I do on the podcast side of things. But I will say that uh, that with the the YouTube thing is that as it grows and if I have the opportunity to kind of help some other podcasters get out there um, and get noticed, even if it's just for tease, if if somebody's watching the video and doesn't necessarily know it's for a podcast, they just like the tea, um, then yeah, and I'm going to start putting links to the teas that I'm wearing in the description, so if anybody else wants to buy them. So yeah, that's it, man. Um, I wanted to talk about that part, but let's get into the actual topics within the Mind of Hay segment. And the first one that I want to talk about is Megan the Stallion, right? So she came out with uh, a video i believe it was on uh instagram live she streamed and she talked about finally talked about being shot she said she was shot in both of her feet she had to get surgery it was one of the scariest things in her life and outside of that the look on her face and this is one of the times where i would say watching the video outside of just like reading the transcript or even hearing the words um is important because like when you see the look on her face where she just was starting to talk about it and then as she's talking about it She's definitely hurt, and she didn't say much. She didn't get into much detail about the actual incident and what caused it. She did say that, you know, contrary to some of the stories that were out there, she actually did not put her hands on on anyone, so she didn't need to be shot or deserve to be shot at all in this case, and I'm sure she wasn't saying much because, you know, legally, I'm sure that plays an aspect in it as well as far as why she isn't saying too, too much is because legally she probably has been advised not to talk about it too much. So, um, but seeing it, and, you know, we've, we've talked about it, we'll probably get into it about it a little bit more on the breaks radio uh get into a little more detail but it's one of those things where it's like you you feel her and i think seeing her um seeing her uh talk about it and seeing her face and seeing her reactions just made you really feel for her even more like you hear somebody got shot in the foot and i know we've done i've done the joke so i'm not i'm not above this myself i've done the jokes we went to like the harlem nights thing we made jokes about it but at the same time like it's it's rough scene and you know she talked about her mom uh passing away and how her mom was her best friend and the fact that she's still not really over that and then we know her and, and Tori were close regardless if they were dating or not and the woman's only 25 years old it's it's easy to forget that um that Megan's only 25 it seems like she's been around for a while and like she's this bigger than life star but just think about it where you were at 25 and think about if your parent was taken from you and then somebody that you were close with got into a situation where they shot you. So, like, I just wanted to point that out because I felt bad because I know I've made the jokes as well. I'm not trying to guilt trip anyone because, you know, as we know, life uh, gets turned into jokes and everything. But at the same time, you know, I wanted to talk about it and uh, just get my two piece out there. Send her my well wishes. Not that it matters, not that she's ever going to hear it. But, you know, all, all jokes aside, I think at this point we need to let this play out um, and stuff. So. 
we'll see we'll see um and so the next thing that i want to talk about before we end this segment is that over the weekend there were actually several protests right there were protests in portland colorado illinois virginia kentucky um and then i think that was it so there were protests over the weekend and one of the things that you know i think and this is where i get into my conspiracy theory hat not a huge one but like the when the protests were first happening right after the George Floyd thing, we got coverage of protests damn near daily, hourly. Everything was about the protests or some fallout, people getting arrested, how such and such was reacting to the protests, what celebrity had something to say about a protest, who was at the protest. And now as this has gone on for as long as it has, if you notice, the media isn't covering it as much, especially now with sports coming back. Um, MMA has been back the whole time. Basketball comes back this week, which I'm really excited for. Uh, baseball uh, has been on TV with, I think they're still in preseason. Um, and so as everything's starting to come back and the media is now having more things to cover, I think that in my opinion is that they're not covering the protests as much. And this, like I said, conspiracy theory hat in a, in a hope to make people, other people in other cities forget about it and hopefully calm places down where they can. And that's one of the bad things about when the media controls everything. And, you know, I, like I and I admit from the, the top this may be a complete wrong and incorrect statement on my my side but i really think that the media is now trying its best to keep it as localized as possible not give it as much national coverage because they don't want it to continue to break out they saw how it got they saw how everyone bonded together and that there was like riots in every major city and in some smaller cities as well and so you know it's kind of it's it's kind of easy to forget the fact that this is still going on i know we have the march coming up in dc that i really wanted to attend but just with COVID on the rise again, I may not. Um, but, you know, we got to keep in mind and continue talking about these things and let's do it effectively. You got to be safe while you're out there, too. I believe uh, there were a few people, I believe the one in in Portland, um, a couple of people got arrested uh, at. And then I know that the one in Virginia as well, that there was uh, some eyewitnesses that uh, had local black uh, saw local black businesses getting broken into and uh, a dump truck was set on fire. So stay safe out there. Like I said before, like I don't necessarily agree with rioting. I don't. Um, I agree with protest. I don't agree with rioting, but I understand it. So I, I understand why I get to that point. I understand the frustration and everything that gets involved in it and the emotions from dealing with everything that we've dealt with over the years and the generational shit. I get all that. We've done episodes on it and I'm not going to get down it. So if you don't know my stance on it, go back and listen to those episodes because my stance has been very well stated there of why I don't necessarily call for them or agree with them, but I understand them. Um, but I think that just as we continue, we can't let this, we can't get let the the comeback of sports and the, and you know talk about the um the unemployment being taken away, the extra six hundred dollars that have been taken away, or, or talk of just another stimulus package make us take away from if you truly support this Black Lives Matters <laughs> Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and it's something that's important to you. Uh, don't stay quiet on it. Just keep using it. Even if you're not protesting, if you're not rioting, we can't let this go away and get faded out now with the with the media getting back to business as normal, so to say, um, as more things are reopening. So that's just my opinion on it. I wanted to talk about it because, you know, it, it's just I to find out that it happened in those states. And like, I know, at least for me, I didn't we didn't have any media coverage on here on it here for real. If it wasn't for me, uh being someone who like watches and tries to see everything on the internet and, and stays to up to touch on it, I probably would have missed it. So um, let's not stay quiet on it, right? Let's not let this be something that 
um, was just uh, a wave and that fizzled out in three months. And it doesn't seem like I want to make make it clear that people are fucking fed up and tired. And I love that people are using their platforms in the way that they have been to a degree. But we can't we can't we can't let them forget. We sports aren't going to deter us at this point. It's not going to deter me. Um, but that's it. That's it. During the end of my haze, I'm going to thank you guys for sitting around uh, with me and going through that. We're going to go actually take a break. On the other side of that, we're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles, and then we got the main discussion topic with EP, the comedian. Can't wait to bring you guys that. I'll see you guys right after this. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Ludric Rell C. Cooper, author of the new book, Deserving Mercy. This is the Deserving Mercy podcast. Deserving Mercy originally started out as a short film. I then wrote the book, and now I'm here hosting the podcast it's a story of a young black college male student who attends a fictional HBCU that's historically black college and university. He gets wrongfully accused of a crime that he did not commit. Even though he's innocent, even though he graduates and earns his degree, he still experiences different challenges moving forward with his life. On this podcast, we will be discussing the many different topics that can be talked about in the book Deserving Mercy that includes wrongfully accused being wrongfully convicted hbcu news and even how to handle stuff like peer pressure as teens again this is the deserving mercy podcast sit back relax listen learn and be inspired irritated I am with some people okay so everyone knows we're in a pandemic like this has been going on since what March and we're almost in August and I keep seeing all of these like posts and memes that say you know if you're not using this time to like better yourself or create a business or um, generate more income then you're lazy and you don't deserve, no, you deserve to work for other people. Like you should be creating your own business and things like that. This is why I'm irritated, okay? This is why. Because I need people to understand everyone is not a leader. Everyone is not business oriented. Some people are okay working for other people and it's okay. And not only that, but how can I put this nicely? What about the people who've been busting their ass every year for years or for the past year and they just wanted to use this time as a break? You ever fucking think about that? Maybe sometimes people just need a break. And I don't think that telling people that if they're just sitting and chilling right now, um, that they're lazy or that, that they're bottom feeders is the thing to do. I just, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think if you're business oriented and you're in the, the space um, to go ahead and create a business during this time, then kudos to you, okay? Kudos, more power to you. And I hope you succeed and are prosperous and fruitful in everything that you put your hands on. But for for some of us who have been multiplying and been, been fruitful the past year or so, we need a break. 
that's exactly what the fuck we're going to use this time. And we don't need anyone to be judgy. We don't need anyone to talk down to us. We don't need anyone to make us feel like we're less than or that we're not doing anything or enough in order to appease you, okay? That's not what we're doing. So, for those of you who are business owners, and even if you're not a business owner, if you have been uh, like a single parent or just working extra hard on your job and this is a a time where they laid you off or uh, cut back on your hours or now you had to get on unemployment. I know unemployment, um, the, the $600 extra you're getting ends this week. So a lot of us, not us, because I'm essential, <laughs> but a lot of people have been making more unemployment than they have weekly from their regular job. So if you are one of these people and you took this time to just relax, relate, and release, then I applaud you. Okay, I do. Because I'm one of them people where I have busy friends. Like a lot of my my other friends have businesses and they run themselves into the ground. Like they don't know what sleep is. They don't know what rest is. And I feel like sometimes certain things like this come around to make you sit down and relax and reevaluate what's around you. So to those of you who are taking this time to rest and relax, I applaud you. Keep resting and relaxing. Um, eventually, you're going to have to get up out of it. But <laughs> keep resting and relaxing. And just make sure that when the time is right and you're ready to get up and move forward, then you can do so peacefully and grace and restfully, okay? Because, again, some of y'all need this break. Some of y'all need to relax. Some of y'all need the mental, the mental clarity, okay? So I hope you're using this time however you see fit. And that's whether... You need the rest or you're a business owner, however you see fit. And stop being so fucking judgy. People are so judgy. Mind your business. If it's not about you and your pockets or harming the well-being of someone else, mind your business, okay? Mind the business that pays you. And if it ain't paying you, you don't need to mind it. So, kudos to everybody doing their thing during this pandemic. Um, as you can see, if you also listen to Love Less Than Badass Soul, I am now there um, as a full-time co-host. So, that's what I've been doing <laughs> during this pandemic. Um, I'm also not rebranding Lady Haven, but I got some new inventory in. I have my office space. I've still been working. Um, I have to shoot the new inventory and put it up. But I also have to start gearing up for fall stuff so i'm still kind of busy now i'm taking my time too because for me it's all about balance i am very good at balancing so i'm doing a little bit of both for a few days out of the week i'll rest and a few other days out of the week i will work so i've been doing that i've also been working on lady chronicles the blog that i might publish soon i don't know we'll see you might be able to catch that on the race medium um and that's it i just i've been doing me minding my business the ones that pay me okay and <laughs> that's just what it is so again applause um applaud i'm applauding can't even get my words together everyone who has been productive and that is however you see fit during this time and i need you guys to continue to be productive and continue to take the time that you need to do whatever it is that you need to be done okay and until next week, y'all, y'all don't let nobody get under y'all skin telling y'all y'all lazy and y'all not doing enough or y'all not doing nothing. Tell them to mind they fucking business, okay? 
do that for me and tell them Tia said it. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. In <laughs> bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's Jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. First-time guest on the podcast, not last time. He'll be back, though. Got my boy E.P. in the building. What's going on, E.? What's up, man? First of all, I want to thank you for having me over, you know, to be on this podcast. It's an honor just to be over here and chill with you. And, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, E., man, I mean, before we get into any of the topics, I think we need to talk about you some, man. So, you're a comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based in Columbus, Ohio. Done for Funny Bone. You've opened for DC Young Fly. The list go on and on. Man. <laughs> I just wish I had DC Young Fly money. Yeah, I could have charged you for that. But you. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been in the game for some years. I'll have to say it's been over uh, about 10 years in the game right. uh, doing stand-up. Got my big break here in Columbus, Ohio, and was able to, you know, pursue the dream in the past. So, you know, as they say, the marathon. That's what's up. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Yeah. So, like, speaking on, like, getting into our first topic, like, something that, uh, boy, DC Youngfly is on, uh, wilding out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos. For sure, for sure. I do, Carlos. Um, so, like, the whole shit happened when they came. I know we're a couple weeks late and whatnot on since it happened or whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, A, I guess, like, your whole reaction over it. But more important, I think, like, as creators, as people who, like, creating platforms and shit, you know, kind of the goal for, like, all of us to a degree is, like, to get on these major platforms. But then it feels like we're kind of gag you can only say so much before they take it all away what do you think about like the way everything goes down i actually would have to say i feel nick cannon i don't think he was wrong at all okay but i feel with him with professor griff it was just the platform that he was on okay like i would i I wish they could have did it over with because when you have a machine like mtv and them it always is touchy yeah but was nick cannon wrong no and I, I really appraise, uh, I really praise him for coming out and saying the things that he did, just because of the fact that he just spoke truthfully from the heart. Yeah. But when you have the other people on the other side, you have to be able to, you know, work that middle ground. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think he was too bad. I mean, I don't think it was bad. I just think the platform of where it was at and with Professor Griff what really hurt him. You know what I mean? I feel it. I feel that thing too. Like he's he's come out since and like kind of fleshed out his ideas more. I can understand, and that, and that, I think that's the thing that hurts us in the culture now is that everything is so like bite sized. Like a clip from what he the to- total thing that he said got put out there and tweeted out, put on social media, and like it made it sound worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. But when you actually sit there and listen to the whole interview, it's like you can see where he's coming from. 
could he have said it probably a little bit easier for people? Yeah, but at the same time, you you don't have you shouldn't have to water down your words to make it easier to, for people to consume. So it's like I don't know. I think it hurt him, like with the whole social media thing that's going on. And like I said, like taking thirty seconds, you can make anything sound bad if you take the right yeah. bit of bit of chunk of it, right? Right. Um, it just all depends on like, yeah. like it's added. You exactly. can add some here and make it seem like I'm the worst person <laughs> in the world. Like why did you have this nigga on there? Yeah. But like I said, at the same time, I'm glad he said it. Uh-huh. And everything that happens, sometimes people look at everything that happens bad as a bad thing, but obviously something good is coming out of it, because I heard P. Diddy yeah, he got his deal with remote, yeah. you know what I mean? So, at the same time, I think, and not to go against, I'm nobody, I'm not even working with the machine, but I don't want y'all to look at me bad, <laughs> but he with his own people now, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's more or less where the blessing is going to come out. Will it be another while and out to revoke? I don't know, but whatever it is, it's still gonna manifest to help us. Yeah, and I think I think like a good a good like jumping point to look at from that is like Joe Budden. Like Mm -hmm. he he left. uh, What was the name of that show? I don't because I don't even watch it anymore. So he was on with with uh, DJ Academics and shit. uh, Whatever it was, Mm -hmm. because I damn sure don't watch it. But like after he got let go from that. Diddy also picked him up, and now he has State of the Culture on Revolt, mm-hmm. and uh, he's kind of able to do his thing. We all know, like, Joe Budden, like, for me, in the creative landscape and podcasting landscape, Joe Budden is, like, the shit right. Like, that's who we all aspire to be, so, like, to mm-hmm. see that he he made his own path with it, and Diddy really allowed him to create this platform that is completely, like, Joe Budden's idea and everything, mm-hmm. like, and Nick Cannon created Wild and Out, so I know he, he, he can easily recreate it, but I hope that he actually does something different now with cool. Revolt, because now he has... A little, hopefully a little bit more freedom. Start your own stand-up comedy show, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, what was it, last comic standing, yeah, anything, so yeah, uh, sure. I could get on there, comic view, however you want to do it, Nick, but <laughs> while and out, you still gonna get paid on the residual, bro. Let them run the rerun. That's, you got a good point there, because, like, syndication is a thing, and they got well over, I think you need 100 episodes for syndication, they got, okay. that, that's not even a uh, question. That's what they do, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, shout out to Nick Cannon on that. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Do okay. you think the people like my brother Carlos Miller, like DC Young, so I like these other people, uh-huh. be like, I'm cool, and step away for a while and all? I think so. Because, okay. I mean, at the same time, like, Nick, I wouldn't say he gave them them their break because they all had a certain platform even mm-hmm. before Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to have some type of loyalty. I would think they have I loyalty think, in there, I right? I think that too. Yeah, so like... I mean, um, the only ones that's going to be pissed is Wild and Out, girl. Exactly. <laughs> and even then, they could probably get re-signed too. Like, I don't know how the contracts work with like, uh-huh. if they were signed to Nick, if they were signed to Wild and Out, the brand, or if they were signed to Viacom, which is the owner of MTV, but... Yeah. You know, I'm sure unless they plan on rebranding it and still using it, which at this point the culture isn't going to support them if they try to put a new coast on on Wild and Out. So, yeah. um, yeah, I hope they do follow them, man. Yeah. I uh, Wild and Out has been something I know for me. Like a lot of comedians that were on there even before it got rebranded, like back in the day in the early yeah. 2000s and stuff, like that was a platform that introduced a lot of a lot of people to it. So. And that's a fact because yeah. a lot of people we wouldn't really know right now. Because of uh, Wild Out, yeah. like I, I feel that DC Youngfly, you brought him up earlier. We would have never knew who he was besides being on uh, what was that World Star talking exactly. about Michael Blackson and things yeah. of that nature. So yeah, it did open up doors for so many people. But I know it depends on how my contract was, like you said, or however. But I might have to peace out first. I feel, yeah. Have you have you ever thought about like? You know, and we're gonna get into a conversation about Columbus and the, and the creators here in Columbus, but like creating something like that locally, because that like 
I know I know you work with Funny Bone, which is huge, sharing everything. But like, since all that kind of shut down, have you ever thought about like what it would be like to create your own uh, internet show or whatnot? Well, it's funny that you said that, and I was going to talk to you about yeah. it. And we had mentioned little conversations uh-huh. that on September fifth, I'm going to do my own comedy way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bring people out. Uh, one of the things that I do say is I love. I'm from Cleveland, but I, I will say the six one four has helped brand me on who I am, such yeah, as in the sure. comedy game. So what I want to do is to be able to bring other comedians that are from around Ohio to the capital to be able to showcase themselves. So now you know who this person is. That's you sure. know, so yeah. yeah, like I said, and then to be able to have something like this to be able to film and to be able to put out there will help the culture as well as the comedians and people grow yeah. from from this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah, like I said, Columbus is a, a big market. You know, like I said, it's the capital. Now you see why everybody migrates to this place yeah. because of the fact that, yeah, it's opportunity. Whatever you want to get in here, you can. You want to yeah. be low-key, you can be low-key. If you want to go out here and be rah-rah, you can get that too. So I, I, I just like Columbus a lot, man. Like I said, it, it, it boom, and when stuff pop, it pops. But one thing I have to say, Columbus, we have to be more loyal to each other and keep say that again, each other. Man. Say that in, again. Instead of just saying like a restaurant, oh, they food good, and then you never go there again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. keep it going. Uh, keep supporting people like myself because, like I said, without y'all, there's no meat. So yeah, definitely. And like something with like uh, with this whole COVID thing, like we've seen a lot of our black-owned businesses because Columbus, at least when I first moved here. I was surprised because I moved here from St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. and there's some black-owned businesses there, but it's, it didn't thrive like Columbus, Ohio. When I first moved here, like, to see black-owned boutiques, black-owned restaurants, like, the first time I walked into Super Chefs, and I was like, that shit's black-owned. I was like, this is amazing. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, but we lo- we've lost some of that in COVID. So, like, what, how do you think we rebound as a culture? And, like, I, like for me, in, in something I'm doing now since I'm doing videos that I said that... The rest of 2020, every T-shirt that I wear on my YouTube video is going to be from a black-owned company or black-owned podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that other cultures and other races have had. Like, Asians almost only buy from other Asians. Yeah. Latinos, especially in, like, New York, the reason why they were able to thrive, they only bought from other Latino markets. Black people, we really haven't had that. We're right. getting it now. So, right. like, what do, you, what do you think about that aspect of it? I mean, it's just, it don't want to sound against our people, but... Mm-hmm. It's more support. Yeah. Like like you just said, people buy from each other. We buy from each other. And just because you forgot to put a fork in my bag, I'm cool, on, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, cool yeah. on that spot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just more or less us coming together. I think the whole pandemic and everything that's going on in the world right now mm-hmm. has helped us try to come more together to be able to support each other. So once we do that and once we start doing it uh, often, because, mind you, we only make up 13% of the whole continent. Exactly. But we spend yeah. the most money. Yep. So why can't we spend the most money within each other? So once we start doing that through restaurants, through businesses, like you said, apparel businesses, by making our own self buy and saying, oh, man, well, that T-shirt nice, but, you know, I'm cool. You know, yeah, instead yeah. of just start supporting each other in that way, entertainment-wise, things of that nature, that way we could, you know, pick up a little bit more. But... Don't get it twisted. It's a lot of uh, things that go against us as well as trying to start our business. That's true. Yeah. So uh, Columbus is growing with that. When I first moved down here, everything was pretty much commercial. Uh, again, a lot of black-owned stuff such as restaurants, they up and then they gone. Like after two years, 
So the only thing that I can say is that certain, like, Jamaican restaurants, certain barbecue joints is that, but they don't have a lot of that here. Like, if you go to my hometown, Cleveland, you got barbecue spots, restaurants all over the place. So, yeah, it's just more or less the support to make sure that we help each other out. For sure. That's all it is. I mean, just coming together. We got to do that more, people. Yeah. And by the way, while we shouting out black businesses, because uh, I know we all buy tennis shoes, Soul Classics. If you in Columbus and you haven't hit up Soul Classic, yeah. you missing out because that's like the, one of the only black-owned tennis shoe dealers that we have here, and they 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 dope and they have great customer service as well. So make sure you're checking out Soul Classics. Yeah. Um. So kind of we kind of naturally got here. Um. But like especially because I think we're, we're both transparent. You're from Ohio. I came to Ohio wholly new, but like the creative culture in, in Columbus and I, like some of the people that stand out. We got Fly Paper Magazine, Black-owned magazine company, digital magazine company. We got Cassius Keys. One of the biggest uh, independent artists right now in, in the total Midwest, like he toured in Japan. You feel me? That's just crazy. Um, we got, we got the the uh, uh, damn it. I'm at a loss for some of the artists that we got here. Uh, and I interviewed them on podcast. I'm at a loss for my name for names. Don't don't uh, don't hold it against don't my heart. Uh, it, my mind. I'm getting old as shit. We got Climax Communications, which is another one. Um, that's like cultivating artists and shit. So, like, what do you think about like the growing creative culture that we have for the multifaceted? Because it's not just music, it's not just uh, clothing. It's a little bit of everything. That we keep grinding. Okay, keep grinding. That's all I can yeah. say. Because, like we talked about earlier, I want black realtors, mm-hmm. black doctors, black dentists. Let's let's start supporting each other. Yeah. And once you start taking each other, you know, more in a professional sense instead of having your own personal feelings towards that situation or towards that business. You know, we can all complain about McDonald's, but you're still going. That's a fact. So, you know, like I said, just keep grinding. Let's keep supporting each other. Keep helping each other. Just because somebody may ask, oh, yeah, I'm asking you to shoot this video. Well, you want a certain amount. Well, just work with that person. You know what I mean? More of that nature instead of each other turning their back on each other. But once we get that culture together and we grind it, keep grinding, man. I love everything that I see that's out here and everything that I'm seeing, reading, uh, cats put together, YouTube, videos, things of that nature, and keep grinding, man. We all going to get there. For sure. I think we, we, yeah, we try to kind of undercut each other, but at the same time, we need to help lift each other up because everyone's looking for... Remember I, uh, when I was going to the protest uh, after the everything was going on, mm-hmm. and somebody saw me pulling out my camera. He's like, "How much did you charge for for to do a music video?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, this is kind of my rates." He's like, "Damn, it's kind of pricey." And I was like, "Well, let me hear your music." His music was dope. I was like, "Bro, we can work on what budget you got to because this needs to get out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't got a chance to shoot it yet, but I think like we we I get it. Set your prices for what they are, and that's something that you know everyone's always. I mean, I say everyone, but a lot of times we suffer from. We don't want to give people discounts because these are our prices, but at the same time, you kind of got to barter with people sometimes, and it, it, it helps each other. If, if if it's mutual, yeah. if it's mutual. I mean, at, at the same time, like you said, it's a, a handshake. So mm-hmm. if you could go ahead and help me help you, then that way it will rebound off. Somebody might see that rap video that you did that now they want to pay you more because now mm-hmm. they see what you, you have done. You know? So it's just more or less like you know the universal circle. To let everything process and everything to progress through, uh, you know, working with each other. But, you know, a lot of things we got to stop, though, too, people, is we got to understand the quality of what we get. And don't say you're a cameraman and show up with a Polaroid camera talking about <laughs> you charging $300 either. Yeah, Be true to yeah. what you got, your equipment, you know, your setup, things of that nature. So, yet, 
that way you can bring that professionalism out towards whatever you're doing. But don't be talking about you a comedian and you telling me jokes that you heard on uh, Netflix and stuff, man. Talking about you want to get on stage. So, it's still in jokes a thing in comedy like it is, like still in bars and, and yeah, rap. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, does that don't happen, do though? That. Oh, it, it happens. You know, I, I've caught people, me and my homies have caught people saying <laughs> our jokes, and we like, what? <laughs> Bro, you seriously going to go out there and try to say something thinking that we weren't going to hear it, they weren't going to get back to it, so... You know, the comedy game is just like the rap game and anything else. You know, yeah. just stay true and try, stay positive to what you're doing and, uh, you know, just be creative, you know. But don't don't try to be too creative where you're stepping over the people's toes that have established themselves and been in the gap. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so, I mean, and that's just what in, anything you do. Doing clothes, don't steal this man design and put it on your, you know, your label. Don't steal their recipe and start cooking it over here. Like, come on, so let's just start. <laughs> Working together, being true with each other, instead of you stealing his idea, try to work with this man and try to grow to find your way. You know, yeah, we don't that. do that enough. We I don't want to work with each other. I feel that. Everybody feel like they're the damn CEO. You know, so I feel that. So I know uh, we. I wanted to give this, give this episode more than just talking about you being a comedian because that's like the easy thing to go to, right? Mm-hmm. But I share personal stories on here all the time, so I gotta ask you this, bro. All right, here we go. Um, all right. <laughs> Every comedian has a story of the time one time they bombed. Uh-huh. What's, what, what's a, a time you bombed and you learned something before? Because I feel like people who listen to this who may want to get into comedy, they can get a lot out of that, man. So uh-huh. like, if if you feel comfortable sharing sharing this, story. I feel comfortable. Whatever you want to talk <laughs> yeah. about, I I really can't think of an experience I have bombed before, but uh, I can't really think of an experience. You know, uh, one thing that I can't say is don't heckle a comedian. And the only reason I say that is remember one thing, y'all. This motherfucker got the mic. The crowd <laughs> is not going to hear you that over what he said. That is true. Uh, but yeah, I have experienced bombing, but bombing, and this is what I want to tell you. If you're a young comedian and you want to get in the game, buy the, it's called the Comedy Bible. In the Comedy Bible, it tells you everything that you're going to experience in this industry. Bombing is a good thing. Okay. Because okay. yet, you could go to Columbus, Ohio, or St. Louis, or however, and think you the shit, and get up there, and they ain't relating to you. <laughs> or you could go out there, and you could see that, yet yeah, it would check you on what you thought you were, to see that there's other people out there that's just as good or better than you. Yeah, sure. So you have to, it's a thin line of the cockiness as well as confidence, but I, I probably bombed probably once or twice over my career. But it was more or less of doing ignorant shit, such okay. as getting too drunk and to throw rhythm off, mm-hmm. getting too high, smoking, and throw your rhythm off. So now just to be able to perfect the craft, to perfect the skills, it's kind of hard for me to get in that label now. I mean, okay. nerves is there, mm-hmm. but nerves are a good thing. But okay. bombing is not a bad thing. So being bombed, uh, one time I bombed. And I was opening up for a big name. I ain't going to say it. <laughs> but uh, he came out and said, give it up for EP. That means exit, please. So, you know, <laughs> oh, damn, you know stuff like that. But yet that comes a part of the territory. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? So that didn't do nothing. But I didn't. And don't be in that Saudi aspect of, oh, man, forget you, bro. No, take it. Embrace it. Stand up to it. Be a man and say, yeah, I fucked up. But when I come back, I'm coming back harder. harder. I so, I mean, it, it's a good thing. So, I don't look at that as a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's like 
being open for a layup and miss a layup. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't miss none no more. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. Or try not to miss none. I guess. So, yeah. Has uh has social media as a comedian has it made it harder or easier for you? Harder. 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 Because one thing I learned when I just came back from uh, California is the social media game is on another level. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting old and I'm getting lazy. I ain't got time to be looking at that <laughs> shit unless I'm sitting on the toilet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So to be posting, I'm trying to get the TikToks popping. You know, yeah. I'm happy when I get over a thousand views or likes or whatever. But, you know, you got to keep grinding. So uh, it's making the game harder. Because, yeah, being somebody that's on stage, being somebody in a couple of movies and things like that that I've been in, it's harder because yet now you have to race with the people that are 100% on social media. media. And a lot of social media comics, and I'm going to put this out there for y'all that's thinking about that, a lot of them ain't funny on stage. (laughs) Bro, I'm not going to say no names. ain't funny on stage, so... I'm not gonna say no names. But last summer, I went and saw a a Facebook, uh, Instagram comedian Uh uh, live, and I walked away from that saying, "Never again, bro." It happens. Like I said, (laughs) just because you could be funny behind this, don't mean you could be funny on that actual stage. And that's where, like I said, the whole movement of the correlation goes. So. I'm trying to be able to channel to find that equal medium in both. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's, it's either you lazy or you scared. So I'm trying to get out of that lazy mode to be able to perfect something different to be able to get out to the industry of Instagram, YouTube, uh, all that stuff. You know, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man. I got nothing else, man. Go ahead and plug hey, in your social follow media. Follow your boy, man. EP underscore comic. I'm sorry if I'm clapping through this mic. Like I said, EP underscore comment uh, on Facebook, just Eric Patterson. Uh, I'll get back with y'all on the YouTube. Cordero going to help me with that. But I, it's a pleasure being here with y'all. It won't be the last. So I'll holler at y'all. All right, man. Y'all heard him. Go check him out. Uh, go and support him. We're going to be working and support together. support this man, too, man. Uh, I'm just I'm just your local neighborhood asshole. That's all, hey, man. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact right there. All right. Man, we out. Peace. Huh. This shit is stereotypical. Blame rap. Yeah, very original. Wow. I am not holy or spiritual. You being overly critical. Media throwing subliminals. They want to make this political. Y'all put the anal in analytical. Reporting the truth is a miracle these days and we need to prove Wait, it's just a phenomenon Middle finger in the air, hair down and I'm feeling like Shaka Khan Through the fire, no Babylon Only villain in the Comic-Con Popping M's all night, Shyamalan If she's a 10 and she get the dick She might just get the Decathlon My liquor darker than the neck with Comic-Con Sprinkle Molly like it's Parmesan Raised in the jungle, no Amazon Should've booked me during Ramadan Soccer moms, I'm sorry you left with your ovaries traumatized But But. I'm about to give you a reason to overly dramatize Cause I never apologize